All right, welcome to episode 38 of Look at My Records. I'm here with Lorenzo of Petit hey, what's League. Up? How you doing today, man? I'm good, dude. It's it's really nice out in uh, in sunny Brooklyn right now, so feeling good. Yeah, what's going on with the weather, right? Pretty insane. Pretty insane. Kind of signaling the actual end of times, possibly. But definitely, you know, hopefully, a last ray of hope. Yeah, hopefully we get one more album out of Petite League before <laughs> uh, the world ends. But you, yeah, definitely. You did put out a great record in 2017. Rips one Thanks, into man. the night. Um, seems to have gotten some good press and everything. And I read that you did write most of these songs once you moved to New York. Yeah, uh, pretty much all of them. Um, definitely some ideas that were from before I'd moved and I was still in school. But the bulk of it was all in New York, yeah. And I think it kind of comes out in the songs. I was reading that uh, is a very sort of New York record based yeah. on your experiences there, here. Yeah, it was definitely like, it was something, because I, when I first moved to New York, I was looking for work and just, you know, not finding it and going through a lot of like interviews and stuff. And like having just graduated college, it was kind of a weird time where I was like, uh, I should probably like focus a little bit on my making money instead of uh, music for a second. And uh, it wasn't working, so I just started recording music again. And eventually I got a job and it was all okay, but I, I, I definitely like found, sought refuge in, uh, in music again by, you know, even, even though I wasn't planning on it. Yeah, I know that feeling. Unfortunately, I'm not as creatively inclined as you are. So <laughs> I just kind of wallow in my own uh, pity. But, um, so, but speaking you of... You got a podcast, uh, that's cool. Yeah, it's fun. So speaking of uh, college, though, I know you're based out of Syracuse originally, and you had your own DIY mm -hmm. venue there. Uh, did you kind of build that all up yourself? I hadn't really heard, aside from... I know the band Perfect Pussy was from Syracuse, of uh, there yeah. being like a thriving scene there. And so I was surprised to learn that bands were coming through to your own venue, which you called the Scarier Dome, correct? Is that what it was called? Yeah. It, it, it wasn't just mine. It was me and, uh, and seven of my friends. Uh, and we all lived in this kind of rickety old mansion. Uh, well, not even a mansion. It was just a house, and <laughs> it was bigger. It was big to us, and uh, we just put on shows there. And I mean, there has always been a good, good music scene happening in Syracuse. But we were, you know, like it's a, like when we first started school when I was a freshman, and just eighteen, and I just moved from from Europe. Uh, it was like a very heavy, uh, like very perfect pussy sound, you know, that w we were hearing a lot in Syracuse, and even weirder, like, I remember going to a house show when I, when I first got to school, and there was just a guy playing distorted bass in the basement, just really loud, and it was just strange. Um, but since then, I mean, and there's always been, like, a, a good, you know, healthy, like, hardcore scene in Syracuse, or healthy, I, I don't know, I don't really, uh, it's a weird thing to speak about, because I don't really know it that well, but that's what everyone talks about. But now there's, you know, since we, we did our our house venue and there's like a lot of other venues and a lot of people putting on shows now and it's there's definitely like a lot of cool bands coming out of that the upstate area that uh i'm i'm you know happy to be a part of that or come from that scene oh yeah definitely and it's interesting How, what was the kind of reaction if it was mostly kind of a hardcore scene and history with hardcore scenes and i'm i'm have a feeling you probably didn't get the same reaction as a history with a lot of hardcore scenes anything that's sort of different from it 
kind of gets a negative reaction. But would you say you were more embraced uh, for your different sound? Because you have definitely more of a jangly pop yeah. sound. Uh, well, it was, I mean, we weren't, so that's like a very local, uh, it was like a very local thing that, you know, the the hardcore scene and the straight edge scene were very, like a Syracuse local thing. And as a college student, the, the city is kind of divided between the school and locals. And I, and we really tried to bridge that gap a little bit with our house and, and putting on shows that were not just for students. And we'd invite, you know, friends of ours who, who didn't go to school uh, or were working in, in Syracuse. And we would just kind of bridge that gap a little bit. At least we tried our best. Um, and I think, like, obviously we didn't see any of, like, the... There's, like, a, a very purist na nature around, like, Syracuse hardcore. And we weren't a part of that at all. And I think some people didn't like what we were doing with the house. Um just sort of as a disdain for students and not Syracuse locals. Um, but we were, you know, it didn't really bother us. We didn't, there was like one threat that we got, but it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad uh, that, that was kept yeah. to a minimum. But yeah, there's always that, uh, what they call town gown relations, I guess, between colleges yeah. and the locals. But it's good. But I still, I mean, even as as a student, I still have a lot of friends who, are, who live there. And, and I, you know, like my girlfriend was still living there for a year after I left so I'd go back a lot and I, you know a lot of my friends from Syracuse are down in, in the city this weekend and I'm going to see them so it's like I still have like a lot of a close relationship with that city even though I'm not from there it kind of was like my first home uh, away from home yeah I was reading that you grew up in Belgium and spent the summers in the United States and the themes throughout your records kind of seem to romanticize American culture there's obviously the baseball theme um, yeah. going on. So, um, let me just talk a little bit about that is the baseball theme, which I love because I'm a huge baseball fan. And, oh, nice. I, um, are you a big baseball fan? Uh, I was a bigger baseball fan when, when I was little. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a big basketball fan, but I'll follow baseball, like usually towards the end of the season. I'm a Red Sox fan, um, uh, just from upbringing, but yeah, I, I, like the whole the whole baseball thing and just the general romantic, romanticizing of uh, the United States was kind of just from being raised as a you know a normal American kid uh, to the best of my parents' ability. Even though I went to a French school and I like I, I obviously wasn't like a typical upbringing, but um, I always had a you know a close relationship with the United States and coming coming back to to the U.S when I was, uh, you know, for the summers and stuff and seeing my family, I was always, like, it kind of felt like the, the place I wanted to be and I couldn't be, especially when I was, like, really young. Kind of, like, uh, I didn't resent my parents for living abroad, but I felt like I was kind of being deprived of something that I would have really liked to have had. Um, once I grew up a little bit, I learned that it's, you know, it's pretty cool to, not, to have that kind of different experience and that I would eventually come back. But, um, yeah, I've always just been interested in, in American culture as a whole. Uh, and I think it, a big part of that is because I was not allowed to be, a, or not able to be as much of a part of it as I wanted to be when I was little. Yeah, that's that's really fascinating and interesting to me. And since you did grow up in Belgium abroad, I'm curious, was your first like real exposure to playing music and also consuming music through your visits to the States, or were your parents introducing you to different music growing up as kind of like everyone's parents does no I, I actually like uh so my introduction to music like anyone else was like through friends and, and I had older friends I was in a band in high school called Throw Television um kind of a dorky high school band in a lot of ways but 
that was like my big introduction to music and I was growing up on like a lot of like British indie rock and um, my parents are like my dad's really into Americana so like that was kind of what I was being raised uh, you know under that roof but yeah Amer the American sound like the the sound that I really listen to and I, I emulate now is something that I found way later and it was something that I discovered like you know in college pretty much like garage rock wasn't something I listened to in high school I was listening to like these weird British bands like uh, Good Shoes and like just some weird stuff that like never even made it over here I don't think yeah um, but then once I heard like my first my favorite band like in high school was Tokyo Police Club so like that sound well, that was like the band that like kind of brought me over into a new a new idea of like how to write music and the simple form of music like that was something that I don't think I was I was like listening to like Foles and a lot of math rock in high school yeah so like that stuff was like super British and super like Euro sounding and and I think Tokyo Police Club was like the first band that was to me like a very American sound even though they're Canadian and uh, when I moved to the US it was like I don't know I just started I just started diving into a lot of like I don't know like bully and cloud nothings like a lot of their early early stuff was like really influential to like what i started listening yeah, to. yeah i could i can see that yeah and cloud nothings early stuff i'm also very fond of and like oh man it's so good that first record with yeah. hey cool kid and it's it's got that you know that lo-fi sound and very it's got very it, poppy it's as well so poppy like there's just so many hooks in those in those songs and it's like I, I, everything about it is like he's such a downer too in the lyrics and I don't know it's a, it's like a perfect it's a perfect sound and it's something that like definitely early Petit League was very much influenced by like Slugger was that sound pretty much yeah I could I could tell and that's a good thing for sure so <laughs> are you working on a third record right now or is that something further along in the future so right now we're uh I guess I could just say this. I, we're gonna do a, a, a we're gonna put no hitter on on vinyl. Oh, that's awesome! Um, yeah, so we'll, we're that's kind of like what I've been focusing on. Um, there's a lot of other things that we're gonna do along with that, but that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Just because I've kind of taken a break, I put a, like so, so I've, I've been putting out a record a year almost, and it's I, I would like to uh, take a step back from writing a whole new Petit League record. Um, at least you know maybe just not it's not something I'm I'm, I'm like super focused on right now but I, I am writing like I always have ideas that I'm recording and, and, and putting into it but I'd like to spend a little more time on on making a, a good solid fourth record that's something I'm like really happy about instead of just making sure I write a record for 2018 um, but yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna do uh, no hitter and there's gonna be some other stuff coming out with that so I'm, I'm always working on stuff but I think uh, a full a new full-length record will be a little bit down the line that's exciting and any shows coming up can anyone see you live in the near future? I haven't. Uh, I haven't booked anything um, just because we're kind of in a weird stage with work and and like you know with winter break. I went home for a little while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we're definitely gonna put on or you know try to play some shows in the next couple months. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's a you know it's it's tough in New York because you like you could play a show a night if you wanted to but it's it, you want you want to play those good shows cuz everyone has to spend a lot of time getting there like after work and stuff and everyone's tired so it's like it's about balance and finding the ones that will really be their shows worth worth going out for but i mean if you follow the facebook anyone who follows the facebook will be able to see what we're doing all right awesome so i'll refer everyone to petite league's <laughs> facebook page and right yeah. now i'm going to play a couple of your songs 
and we're going to wrap up cool, this man. interview. Thank you for speaking with me. Um, no problem, anytime. So we're going to play Pocket Knife and Recluse off of Rips One Into the Night. Um, anything particular you'd like to say about these songs? Uh, those are two of my favorite songs on, on the new record, actually. Oh, my uh, gosh. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading your mind, man. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, I, Pocket Knife was, uh, I don't know, I don't even really remember what was happening. I, 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 that, it just turned into something that I didn't expect that song to turn into. And it was, I like putting in these weird little acoustic songs in, on these records because it's like, people always seem to like them. And that's kind of the background, like my, my first project was all like that um, kind of music. So it was like, it's a very personal song and I, it just fits into the record really well, I think. And then Recluso was, it was the second song I wrote when I was starting to write Rips One Tonight. And uh, I don't know, it, it it's about a spider bite that I got that almost killed me. <laughs> oh, damn. I'm glad <laughs> yeah. you're still here. You survived, man. <laughs> it was fucked up. I, I, uh, I got bit by a brown recluse spider and I had to go to the hospital for like four days because oh, wow. I had a really bad infection. Um, yeah, but so that song, and then that one came out on Glass Note as a single, which is like kind of crazy, especially because growing up I was really into that label, and like you know they did Phoenix and Two Door Cinema Club and stuff, and it was like, you know, that's super. That's exactly the kind of music I was listening to in high school, so it's kind of crazy to be a part of a compilation that came out on that record label. Yeah, congratulations, man, and uh, wishing you tons more success in 2018, and. Uh, yeah, I hope we cross paths in the near future. Definitely. I, if you if we announce a show and you you want to come, I'll put you on the list. Anytime. Oh, thank you, man. But now everyone enjoy Pocket Knife and Reclusa. <laughs> Like your mother, 
get it in my hospital gown Wanna feel something warmer than my own again to Lorenzo Petit League for stopping by. Again, you heard Pocket Knife and Reclusa off of 2017's Rips One Into the Night. It's available on vinyl and digital download via Bandcamp. Well, let's keep going. we got some songs coming up by artists playing this weekend let's start it off with hypo luxo i just got their four song cassette ep and here's one from it called dog park
right. Again, you heard Hypoluxo, Dog Park, off of their 2017 EP, Taste Buds. You can get that via digital download. Or if you're into cassettes, they have cassettes. Thank goodness, right? Right? Absolutely. And if you want to see them live, they're playing Saturday, January 27th in Manhattan at the Mercury Lounge with Straw Pipes, Big French, and Teen Body. Keep your hands off the teen body, though. That's some legal advice. After that, we heard Playground by Gingerlies off of their highly anticipated self-titled debut LP, released on Top Shelf Records and Babe City Records. And they're at Baby's All Right on Saturday, January 27th with Cape Francis, Birch, and Q. And to wrap that set up, we heard Subway Surfer by Fruit and Flowers off of the Drug Tax EP. Great 2017 release, and they're playing Rough Trade on Sunday, January 8th with Lola Pistola. That sounds fun. Go to those shows. Listen to these songs first.
All right. So we heard Long Neck, Jersey City, New Jersey's own Long Neck. And they just put out a brand new album called Will This Do? The song you heard was 10,000-Year-Old Woman, album released on Tiny Engine. And then we heard Adult Mom, J-Train, Beautiful Train. Off a really good album they released last year called Soft Spots. Very aesthetically pleasing pink cover with peaches in a jar of water. Really nice looking cover. And guess what? Adult Mom and Long Neck, they're playing with Mikey Erg at the one and only Monty Hall in Jersey City, New Jersey on Sunday, January 29th. Doors at 7.30, I believe. And Long Neck will be playing on Monday, January 30th at Transpicos as well. All right, so we're going to finish off the show with something a little special. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but I've been blessed to archive a bunch of live tapes from the 80s and 90s. Uh, that a great man, Dave McKenzie, sent me. We're both very active in the Maxwell's Facebook group, and he sent them to me from his home in Tennessee. And I intend to upload all of them to the Internet over the course of the next year. I've been putting the tapes online chronologically based on the day that they happened. I've been posting them on this day type of thing in that format but so i wanted to play you two songs from those live tapes first we're going to hear super chunk at the bowery ballroom their first show at the bowery ballroom not their first ever show but the first time they ever played the bowery ballroom and that was on january 23rd 19 99 whoa and it's a good one and we're gonna hear a classic skip step one and three and then after that i'm gonna play you one of my favorite bands dinosaur jr we're gonna hear the classic song the wagon and at mac it was performed live at maxwell's on january 17th 1991 so I'll leave you guys with that. Skip Steps 1 and 3 by Super Chunk and The Wagon by Dinosaur Jr. Until next time. This is a, this is a very old song. We have to like get in mental sync with each other up here. I'm just going out to all you fun folks at DLJ. You know who you are. So it's called Skip Steps 1 and 3. 